0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Now we've marched Christmas in the new year. 2020 was supposed to be the year for the optometrist with perfect clarity and sight we don't have a lot of perfect clarity going into 2021. When will the vaccine arrive? Who will get the shots first? What country gets it over the other country? When does herd mentality? When, like There's a lot of questions. The way Wall Street seems to be playing it is we've done these stay-at-home investments. Some of them you might want to hold on to. Some of them you may want to take positions in when they dip. Now we're thinking about the let's get back to work trade. The reopening trade. Boo! I want to stay at home and gain weight, right? The blue chip Dow industry, industrial average up 11.9% in the month of November. The Russell 2000 up 20.6% for November on track for its best month ever. Bitcoin has rallied above nineteen thousand. Story O of the day. Not really. DoorDash is seeking evaluation up to thirty-two billion dollars in an IPO. Airbnb is also coming public. But DoorDash is gonna get double what it was in June if they come public. Not too shabby. What a pandemic could do to pull business forward. Congress is robbling. They're briefly reconvening under pressure from Trump and Biden to pass COVID-19 stimulus bill after months and months of gridlock. Do you remember back in late October, Nancy Pelosi said a deal is close. Steve Mnuchin said they're still talking. Nancy Pelosi. Like, it just, it was nuts. Deal or no deal. We have 72 hours for a deal. We've got 48 hours for a deal. We've got 24 hours for a deal. Deal time's up. We still have time for a deal. And Wall Street is like hanging on it. That's probably the next catalyst for Wall Street is some sort of stimulus, whether small or large. We will look at it and say, big enough or not big enough. Um, I'm hearing a lot of rubble that the Democrats should take a $500 billion package. And then once Biden takes office, look for more. The Democrats want a $2 trillion package, essentially, I think is the right angle I should be. Bracket I should be putting out of these two pops, five hundred billion to two trillion. Democrats are going out and champion. They're fighting for, they're believing in a comprehensive package with unemployment relief, while the GOP has favored small smaller bill focused on helping businesses. The question is, will you get your twelve hundred dollar check again or not? I don't know. Air travel is rising. It's taking off. It's flying. It's gloriously not great. It's not nearly where we were one year ago today. 1.2 million people were screened by TSA on Sunday. Down 60% from the 2.9 million people a year earlier. Um, I would Imagine air travel's pretty civil at this point in time because there's not a lot of people doing it per se, but also the system's not really handling it well. A couple airlines had to like beg employees to come in. One airline found themselves in an embarrassing situation of having to cancel flights because they didn't have enough pilots. Airlines been banking on a spike in air travel. Thanksgiving was prayer number one. Hail Mary dropped. Prayer number two is coming up with Christmas. Hail Mary coming up in spring. Hail Mary coming up in start of summer. Start of summer seems the most realistic to see better numbers. But now start of summer is going to be competing with last year's start of summer versus the previous year's start of summer. So 2021 is going to be compared to 2020, which was compared against 2019. So our expectations are going to be much lower. Under Armour's launched a big old brand new spanking shiny brand with Steph Curry. Why? Because they're becoming irrelevant. Under Armour's number one on a list of brands no longer worn by male teens. What's that mean from a business standpoint? You're like, well, teenagers are picky, they're fickle, they, 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 they may not like the Under Armour. They still like the Nike. Nike's still number one in footwear, while Under Armour's 11th in footwear. 11th! 11th in footwear? Okay, I can think of Adidas, Reebok. Like, okay, maybe 11. But that tells you Under Armour ain't catching on. Because last year at this time, they were ninth. So this is their Hail Mary. Get Steph Curry, win a championship. They've got Klay Thompson. They've got Draymond Green. They've got Steph Curry. They've got a number two draft pick. They got the guy they traded for last year. Like, they're loaded. Oh, wait, Klay Thompson's hurt. Poop, 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 poop. You can hear across the Under Armour universe all the executives that worked so hard to pull this deal together with Steph Curry to come up with currybrand.com. In time for the NBA season, which is starting at Christmas. We should dial up CFP Chad Burton because I know he has tickets to the Blazers. I wonder if they're begging him to like sign up or well, I don't even know what's basketball going to look like? I could tell you Gavin Newsom's forcing the San Francisco 49ers to play home games, not in San Francisco or the Bay area. Where, where, where will the 49ers play? Um, our conditions don't warrant it. Can't get that many people together. Can't even get staffs together. Like that's how bad it is. In Santa Clara County or whatever you want to say. I don't know. I'm not going to get political. Let's go back to Nike. Michael Jordan. He's going to bring in $3.5 billion annually, his brand does for Nike. So, Under Armour wants a little bit of that Michael Jordan magic. I get it. I do get it. Do I think realistically they're going to pull it off? Probably not. to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Michael Jack Jordan. Ooh, that was a slip. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Slightly different Michaels. He's considered the best in basketball, right? People want to be like Mike. In investing, you want to be like Warren Buffett. You want to find cash flow positive companies. But if that's not your thing, maybe you're about tech companies. Maybe you're about cash flow companies. Maybe you're about valuation companies. Figure out what you want to do if you want to do it. Otherwise, go with indexes or a professional. From 1997, I remember the UL. The Chicago Bulls were a lot like the 2018-2019 Golden State Warriors. Victory was both an aspiration and an obstacle. One thing we learned over the pandemic was ESPN has, did a really, really nice job with The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. I don't think he really – he was a proxy for his era, for sure, and Steph Curry could be a proxy for the 21st century. Um, I don't know if Steph Curry has that determination of that Jordan did, and what I mean by that is Jordan really seemed to play basketball so he can pump his fists versus, like, make money. Anyhow. That's what I learned from the last dance. He was a a fist pump. Little Michael Jackson taking some break. Sweet! Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Bitcoin is doing what Bitcoin does. It is... I want to use the word goofy, because that's not quite what I'm looking for, but it was a day last week where it hit a record, and then it dropped $3,000 just a couple seconds later. That's how Bitcoin seems to move, whether we like it and or not. 800-516-1220, calls. anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Taking a look at some of the top stories today. November, November, November. Please don't go. But we don't want to remember it like today. The Dow fell 250 points, but still on track for its best month since 1987. woo 1987. Let's think about that for a second. Um, big hair, right? Maybe a little Cindy Lopper thrown in there. Duran Duran. That seems about the right time. Bon Jovi. Wow, wow. Stocks are cashing in a little bit. Historically strong November. Could it steal from the Santa Claus ho-ho-ho rally? That's an interesting thought right there. Let's talk Santa Claus ho-ho-ho, shall we? Um, Couple thoughts on that. Sometimes when things statistically turn out to play out, almost obviously, we go, oh, Buy in May or sell in May and go away. We kind of like a little bit oversimplify things. Be careful on those. The end of the year, there's a stock market rally. Um, October, November, December seem to be market friendly as you have the holiday season to get us in a good mood. Plus, you have budget flushes at corporations. They get better than expected expenditures. I'm not 100% sure that I want you to buy into trends that are calendar-based. First five days of the year is how the the year is going to go. Things along those lines? Yeah. There's certainly some of that going on. But we've had a good year. That's the perspective I always want you to keep. Um, Bitcoin's important it's kind of a little bit of a, it's telling you that some people are looking for other things out there. Angle. Salesforce and Honeywell are pushing the Dow Jones industrial average lower. Salesforce down 4%. Honeywell down 1.9%. Market sentiment took a hit after the Trump administration said it's weighing blacklisting Chinese leading chipmaker SMIC. Simic, as well as national offshore oil and gas producer, Sinook. The move could limit the access American investors have and escalate tensions with China before president elect Joe Biden takes over. Um, I hope the office of the president of the United States doesn't take numbers and burn stuff down on his way out. This has the feel of, do you really need to be doing that now? But he's president. And again, I'm speaking from a Wall Street perspective. Trust me, I'm neither Republican nor Democrat. Um, On radio, never, ever, never. Blue chip Dow Jones industrial average. It's risen 11.9% so far this month. 11.9%. What a month. Now, what happened this month? The promising vaccine developments boosted confidence of a smooth economic reopening. The big problem that I'm seeing is everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people flew over Thanksgiving. So they say the next two, four, six weeks are going to be brutal. And then I see, hey, four weeks from now, we got Christmas. And that seems like it should be brutal as well. No. Cyclical stocks. Those most economically sensitive groups because they're tied towards the economic cycle, thus the cyclical nature of their business. They've led the markets November rally, energy stocks, the big loser, the big chunky 600 pound pimple popping daddy of a sector. Um, Big loser, huge loser, Uh, up 33.8% this month. I've never seen anything like that in my life, all because of a vaccine. Yes, all because of a vaccine. We don't have the economic pickup that we want. There's some signs of life. Financials, industrials, and materials have all gained 13%. What a month. So some would say that this is the revenge of the baby boomers on the millennials because the stocks that are working are not the ones that millennials want to work or care about. They don't like big banks, and they don't like dirty, filthy oil companies. Speaking as a millennial, for uno momento, I was just possessed by a millennial. Right? Good. And do I love this avocado toast you boys are talking about. Um, so there's been a rotation in November from growth to value. And value has gained momentum despite the negative news flows of the COVID cases surging around the country. The lockdowns imposed. It feels like we should be in our final throes of lockdowns. And there's some people who have the patience to go through one more. Okay, stay away from everyone. Put your mask on. Don't cough on anyone. Don't look at anyone. Make sure you have a bandana. At least even the bandanas aren't effective. Have a mask. It seems like this should be the last hurrah of shutdown. Maybe <laughs> close out the year, New Year's at home. Los Angeles County in California imposed a new stay-at-home order Friday. New York City public schools are going to begin reopening December 7th after taking a cooling off. Let's tame things. My home city of San Carlos, California, got back into the no-no zone. Uh, I'm, I'll say this. I now look at Williams-Sonoma on Black Friday and go, Huh, I'm doing a lot of cooking and I could use some new cookware. In the past, it's like, huh, I could use a new video game system, or I could use a new iPhone, or I could use a watch. Now like, huh, I could use cookware. Isn't that funny? Um, Nancy Pelosi, please come back to Washington. Donald Trump and Joe Biden want you to pass a stimulus bill. Congress is briefly reconvening under pressure from Trump and Biden. DoorDash is seeking evaluation up to 32 billion buckaroos. In an IPO double what it was in June. Moderna said that they've got a new trial data. Again, just kind of a follow-up from a couple weeks ago. Saying that it's 94% effective and they too want the FDA administration's use of emergency clearance. Um, Vaccines are going to start arriving, I believe, December 11th. Not enough to do what we want. But I think that's the plan. So news is going to get worse darkest before the dawn before it gets better find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to rob black's twitter his handle is at rob black show listen to rob black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on am 1220 kdow thanks for listening to the show i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more anything that you want to talk about we can talk about hopefully you've had a good year because the markets have kind of set you up for a good year we're at record highs on the s&p and the nasdaq on friday the dow cracked through thirty thousand for the first time last week you should look at your portfolio and go wow i'm at an all-time high or close hopefully if i was doing the show 20 years ago a lot of people would be like well i've got 20 stocks and 10 of them it was more of a stock picker thing back 20 years ago. People were opening accounts at the E-Trade. They were turning on the Super Bowl and seeing a monkey ride in a rocket to the moon and going, I want to be a monkey who rides a rocket to the moon because I'm as dumb as a monkey and I could clearly do this. In the month of November, you could do no wrong unless you own big cap growth stocks. They weren't nearly as successful as the Dow Jones Industrial Average or the Russell 2000. Or energy, energy up 33% th- so in, in November. Russell 2000 up 20% in November. Best month ever. BME. DoorDash is seeking evaluation of $32 billion. Talking about pulling it forward. Sweet. The huge November gains on Wall Street may make the usual year-end Santa Claus rally less likely, or maybe not. Right now, we're looking for stimulus from government. That could lead us higher. I fear the day when we're looking for... We just had great earnings. Now, what's going to happen next quarter? Well, during that period of time, the Federal Reserve is going to meet and go, well, we don't want to continue to reward great earnings forever because that'll lead to inflation. Therefore... (laughs) the Federal Reserve starts raising interest rates and the government starts going, you know what? You guy's are back on your feet. You need to start paying more taxes. So once we hit great earnings again, I'm going to get nervous. But right now we've got a Federal Reserve who's willing to be accommodative. We have a president-elect who's putting in as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who's already been approved by Congress to become Treasury Secretary, so she should be having new... Now, she's been approved to be Federal Reserve Chairman. So there shouldn't be a lot of drama with her becoming Treasury Secretary. Her background as a Federal Reserve member probably paints a picture of she kind of wants to fight inflation and help average people get full employment. She seems like a good pick. But then again, I don't know. Ah, uh, The year... End rally. Will we get the Santa Claus ho 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 rally? December's traditionally an up month. Man, November's not even cold yet. And I'm I'm closing the the, the door on it, right? Let's see about December. Since nineteen forty five, the SP five hundred has risen nearly one and a half percent in all December's and advanced in price seventy three percent of the time, so three out of four years it goes up. And it goes up on average about one and a half percent. It's the ho 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 rally. Am I gonna be taking the last week of Christmas off? Maybe a little bit of it. I plan to do some shows, but not, you know, five days a week going into the new year and going into Christmas. November, we saw growth up nine percent. Not bad, but value was up fourteen percent. Stunning. Energy up thirty four percent. Who was the loser? was a big tech company, so they were up 10%. You can't really call that a loser, but compared to energy, they were losers. Energy, banks, industrials, materials, all were big winners in the month of November. So the question is, have we pulled November's gains, December's gains, into November? Probably. Stimulus is a big issue. At this point in time, the policies of the politics of striking a big stimulus deal before the January 5th Senate runoff in Georgia seem increasingly remote. We get the reopening of U.S. economies. I don't think it's going to be a smooth transition into spring from winter. It's going to be a COVID winter. I know you're saying that's awesome. right? Thanks, Rob. You just picked up. picked me up. We haven't even. Well, Todd has got snow. But we don't have really cold, wintry months yet. We're not in December, the bitterly cold January. February, you get that, that dump of a snowstorm, and that leads to March, and ah, spring's right around the corner. It's going to be a COVID winter, ladies and gentlemen. The Georgia Senate races are going to be dramatic. And there's already just crazy talk about them. Well, Trump is disillusioned, people, so Republicans won't show up to vote because they'll think that they get stolen it anyway. It's like, uh oh. That'll make for an easy win for the Democrats. Like, the amount of craziness going on in December into this January election or runoff, I'm not even sure what it is. It's going to be dramatic, and there's going to be a lot of posts on your Facebook of why we should be voting for a senator in Georgia to be either red or blue. And I'm like, are not we in the state of California? Yes, the vaccine market assumption right now is the distribution is going to be smooth. That's something to think about as I am um, want to do bring up the negatives and the positives. We are assuming smooth rollout with vaccinations arriving December 11th. Both Moderna and Pfizer are talking with the FDA, December 8, 9 and 10 and it's expected to be an easier interview process than Maria Bartiromo and Donald Trump. <laughs> For the record, I hate Maria Bartiromo. Not because she's a Fox person, but because she used to be a CNBC person. She's known as the money honey. Um, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't fall in love with anchors or broadcasters and go, that's my go-to. And it's funny because I'm a broadcaster, right? And I'm probably a lot of people's go-to. With that said... She was a journalist. And then she's giving money advice. There's something I don't like about that combination. Oh, for the record, I got to watch the South Park 2020 episode. It's fantastic. If you could take the dirty potty mouth. But they hit everything with Black Lives Matter to COVID, to Trump, to the presidency, to Biden. They hit everything hard. Nothing escapes. If you get a chance to watch it, go to YouTube and you can watch some clips, and that's all you have to do. It'll it'll put a smile on your face today. Maybe if you don't like that crude sense of humor, then you don't like that crude sense of humor. Me, I like dark and crude. Valuation is a big question on Wall Street. So here's the big questions right now. The questions are, are the reopening, how does it go? Another question is the stimulus. How much is it? When is it? The Georgia Senate races, what happens there? If the Democrats win both races, the Democrats would control Senate and the House of Representatives and the presidency. That would make some people fearful of social programs. And whether you call it government money or tax money, some people are fearful of, like, let's not get too far to the left Or too far to the right. Moderation to moderation is kind of what Wall Street votes for, I think. Again, if those two Senate seats go Democrat, you got to think Biden's going to get some uh, more stimulus through tied towards clean energy. Just saying. Then there's the question of the vaccine. When does it arrive? How does it distribute? How many people get it? How many people don't? How many states get it? How many states don't? Will they come down to the states that have already reopened? Will they refuse to get the shot because they believe their God-given right not to wear masks? Or will they go, suck it up, Junior, let's go get a shot, and we don't have to wear masks, and we can carry guns. So will the South take the vaccine? It's a good question. Because who knew that wearing a mask was such a difficult sell? Um, to me, it's like, and again, i got to be very careful. There's some other examples in the world like birth control and seatbelts that, in theory, some people have problems with those things. Um, So trying to convince people to wear a mask and they're like, well, that's like birth control. It's my right. It's like gun control. It's my right. (laughs) Like, well, okay, mask is your right. Do you have a right to go into a movie theater and scream fire? That's where our society starts arguing things. And a lot of people have opinions on birth control. A lot of people have opinions on wearing masks. A lot of people have opinions on seatbelts. And government telling us to do or not to do. So there's a lot of questions right now. Again, the primary ones are stimulus. How does the reopening work? Are we looking at, because we reopened for Thanksgiving with our families, we had more turkey sold this year than last year. Are we saying that the reopening is negative for the economy? Probably. We'll see a rough two, four, six-week period. And then we'll probably see another rough two, four, six-week period after Christmas. And then after that, the vaccine will be starting to play out. We'll have gone through, Scott Gottlieb is saying one-third of America will have COVID this by Christmas. He believes that's possible. Good thing Moderna says the new data shows COVID vaccines is 94% effective. Salesforce is buying Slack. That's expected to be announced tomorrow after the close. Slack is one of those companies that should have done better during COVID. European stocks post their best monthly gain in history on COVID-19 vaccine optimism. European stock market is closed. So we're probably going to see something pretty similar with the United States as far as headlines go. Friday, we hit all-time highs. There is a sector rotation going on. We are marching towards Christmas. Biden announces economic team announces communications team the mandalorian has got a great new character for disney plus life is good wonder woman's coming at christmas who could ask for anything more the nba we get that too be cautious when things are too good i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing more find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Focusing on retirement and music suddenly lost a bit to me as far as the fringes. And I had to like batten down the hatches and find things that I really, really cared about. And the outside entertainment just didn't work. And what I'm trying to get at is at some point in time stop making excuses for not saving money stop making excuses for not thinking about retirement issues and what i'm trying to tell you is that like sometimes you have too much time on your hands and i've got a friend not a friend someone i used to work with young man um came into a lot of money and he basically decided i'm just going to blow my 20s staying in an apartment customizing really cool LED lights and desks and making a video game man cave that will be the envy of the Western world. And at some point, I promise you, he's going to turn 30 and go, well, that was a show. I had a lot of fun. Stayed up till six in the morning, drinking a lot of Mountain Dews, Mellow Yellows. It's a Southern thing. Um, drank a lot of caffeine, Red Bulls, I had a couple friends over. We nerded out on a LAN party. But he's going to say, wow, now I only have 30 years left of work. In his 20s, he had 40 years left. Not too late when you turn 30. It's too late when you turn 40 and you're like, wow, the last 20 years were great. Played a lot of video games, had a lot of Red Bull, fell in love, have nothing saved. Let's think about retirement. Too late. Too late. Hey, by the way, good time to consider uh, financial planning. This has been a very odd year, and we're all a very different beasts. I use a financial planner. Uh, I'm not a financial planner. I've been in the financial markets as a registered investment advisor. I gave up that certification so that I can do radio and television. I'm not a salesperson in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Maybe I am a salesperson, but I'm not a CFP in any way, shape, or form. And I always kind of want to make that clear on occasion. Um, That's where it gets a little bit difficult. A CFP gets to know you. I don't get to know you. I used to get to know people a little bit better in my 20s and 30s when I had a lot more time to waste, but now I don't. Salesforce is striking a deal to buy Slack. You know what's interesting about that? Slack is one of those online companies That should have done better than it did during the pandemic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Zoom rock and roll. Peloton rock and roll. We did our jobs. Now let's take a look at the other online guys. Let's see what they did. Uber Eats rocked it. DoorDash doubled their valuation during the pandemic. They're coming public, baby. It's a baby boy. So, Salesforce has made several large acquisitions, and this is a big one. It's going to be the biggest one yet. They bought MuleSoft for $6.5 billion in 2018. They spent $5, $15.3 billion on a company called Tableau. The deal with Slack could become the largest in the software sector ever. IBM bought Red Hat for $34 billion. I don't know if you remember this, but I do. In the late 90s, early 2000s, people are like, Microsoft is going to be put out of business by a company called Red Hat Software. They do Linux software, and it's free. And Microsoft can't compete with it. It didn't happen like that. The big boys tend to figure out how to stay relevant. They pivot. Slack is a formidable competitor to Microsoft Teams communication product, but the stock didn't do well during the pandemic. And thus, the stock has to put their wrist out And Sister Mary Elephant's going to slap the wrist with a ruler and say, bad slack, bad slack. Put yourself up for sale. You should have done better during the pandemic. Ain't that something? So I have no opinion on this deal other than just saying, OK, it doesn't move me. It doesn't touch me. There's nothing going on in any way, shape or form with that. Um, it's out there and it's nice to see some other news of note. JP Morgan chase no, Morgan Stanley is downgrading JP Morgan chase bank of America, Goldman Sachs as a group saying they had too good of a month of October of November. We got to downgrade these guys. There's some uncertainty about OPEC plus what's going to happen. Will they extend their production cuts? I hear there's a lot of fatigue coming out of OPEC. OPEC is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. It's basically a drug cartel. that The drug that they sell is oil. And unfortunately for them, Elon Musk and Tesla has come along saying, you know what, we can get energy from solar. And he's a good ambassador for it. So the oil companies are struggling. And then you hit a pandemic and they're double struggling. And the countries, let's not call them corrupt and evil, but let's just say James Bond used to fight with them in movies. Saudi Arabia, or some crazy Arab sheik, and Russia, or the Soviet Union. So OPEC has a kind of a bad name, and they're kind of getting tired. They, they tend to cheat, which is pretty interesting. Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia says, well, let's do 1 million barrels a day. And Saudi Arabia's like, screw that, I'm doing do 1.2 million barrels a day. Iraq's like, I'm doing 1.3 million. There's a lot of lying and stealing. They're just corrupt industries. And again, I'm not talking about like culturally. I'm just saying business-wise, you don't trust a lot of what comes out of OPEC.